Bot Talk Podcast. Welcome to our podcast. Today we are presenting to you like a little special episode because we get like some feedback and questions from you. And one of the questions was like, what was the idea of Bot Talk? How Andre um, had came to the point, okay, I would like to found Bot Talk. And that's why today I'm more the interview person and Andre is gonna tell lots of insights from Botok and how his idea was like coming from. Yes, Andre, so maybe you're starting about like telling about yourself. What does you do before? Um, how do you get like, the idea and just starting from the beginning of your journey? Okay, uh, perfect. Uh, so before founding Botok, um, I was working at one of the uh, sister companies of Axel Schwinger um, as a head of uh, prototyping and mobile development there. And um, I was there for like six and a half years. Um, and that was a great demanding job and um, I liked it very much and stuff like that. But, you know, six and a half years, it just, you know, takes uh, take uh, some kind of toll. Uh, and you, you really need to uh, kind of get out of there and, um, you know, uh, try uh, stuff out. Um, uh, before uh, Axel Springer, um, you know, I originally started uh, like a German literature and uh, linguistics. Uh, so, um, but all, always worked at uh, uh, IT companies. Uh, so I had, um, I had this uh, problem uh, during interviews. Yeah. You know, you studied linguistics. Why do you want to to, um, to be uh, a programmer uh, with us? And I was like always trying to come up with a with a um, uh, nice explanation about you know yeah yeah, but it does count. And I not not only studied uh, this at the university, but I actually have a PhD in linguistics. Um, so um, yeah, that was nice. Uh, and then Alexa came to the market. All these smart assistants. And that was like my time to shine. I thought, okay, great. You know, this is a, a great opportunity to connect the tech and my language skills, and that, that'll be perfect, actually. And that's how uh, Botok originally was born. The original Botok uh, that we founded with my co-founder uh, back, it, I think, 2018, 17, something like that, was uh, uh, based on the simple idea: okay, we're going to build, we're going to um, uh, basically create an editor, a text editor for uh, other developers to create uh, small voice applications for uh, those uh, smart assistants. So we create an editor, they, they create their apps, and we profit from, uh, from the, all the money. So um, uh, it, it's a you know, crazy idea, you know, when, uh, when it's a gold rush, you actually need to uh, don't go to and uh, you know dig your um, the gold yourself, but you actually need to sell shovels. Uh, that's how you become uh, you become popular. Uh, we tried to do that, and that was a popular product. Actually, you won some kind of awards. Uh, we became product of the day uh, on Product Hunt. It was perfect. The problem was nobody was using Alexas, so we were like. Lots of developers trying to build apps for something that nobody used. It's like a classical software uh, development or software people problem. Like, you know, we are building something because we can. 
and not because somebody needs it. So the, the classical demand and supply problem. And when I realized it, uh, it was like back in, I think, uh, 2018, uh, I looked at the numbers and, you know, a huge year, all the success, product of the day, but nobody, nobody was using those apps that people were building. And uh, that's when uh, we applied for um, uh, Next Media Accelerator uh, here in Hamburg and uh, to actually came to them and say, okay, we have this you know, software that we built, but we have no idea how to kind of run a company and you know, how to run a startup. And uh, we really, really need help with that. And uh, that's where um, Botox number two, uh, or the new, the Botox that people now know, uh, came to be. It was a complete accident. So we were still pitching this stupid uh, uh, platform for uh, building apps for everyone who would listen. Like, you know, there was people from different uh, uh, publishing companies uh, uh, in the audience and were, yeah, and we, this is a platform that you, your programmers can use inside of your publishing house and you can produce this huge um, interactive voice application where people can ask what has happened uh, new what, what is the news in hamburg and you get individualized like you know news uh, you know like three news about sports and like two news about uh, like you know environment you know that is very personalized in the in the interactive like voice and it's a huge story and then um, um i Maybe everyone was asking, but I remember particularly one day then one of the questions from the audience was like, can you tell us how many people uh, in Germany have Alexa at home? And like, no, I don't have these numbers. Like, you know, I was looking, but Amazon is not giving those numbers and Google is not telling those numbers. And how of those are, you know, active users? And like, I don't know. Why? Stupid question. Let, to the next question. And then I sat down this evening uh, on my way. Um, I was living um, in Cologne back then. Uh, it was like four hours ride from Hamburg to Cologne. I was sat down like, it didn't, this question just didn't let me go. Why would he ask this question? And then I sat down and tried to like um, analyze it with a, um, with a pen and paper. And I thought, okay, so many people uh, have Alexas and how many of those actually are uh, readers of this particular uh, of this particular um, uh, newspaper, and so, and then I realized, wow, that's a, the funnel question. So um, the the biggest problem with the funnel is like you know, in every step of the funnel, um, um, there's a the percentage of those who go through the funnel will decreases. So what we're asking our customers to do is everyone that goes into the website, we ask them to say, yeah, and of those of you. Uh, um, that uh, went to your uh, website, maybe 10% of them have Alexas, and those are the customers that, you, that will hear this and uh, interact with this huge, great product of yours. And that's why I realized, why, why are we doing that? They need to address like 100% of the audience. They have no uh, like interest in, in losing like 90%. And that's when, when it came to me, we don't need any interaction, we just need to read out loud every article on every damn web page of this website. Uh, and yeah, and this is, uh, that was the idea. Mm, and um, then, you know, my back, uh, back story, I, I spent like, I don't know, six uh, hours, uh, my waking hours, um, consuming news content. 
uh, and primary sources now and back then was uh, podcasts, YouTube videos of those bloggers and so on about like political news. That's what I'm like, you know, I'm a completely news junkie. And I realized, uh, why, why am I using YouTube all the time? Well, because it's the only thing that I can use to listen while I'm doing something else. Because, you know, in my like lifestyle, I cannot, uh, you know, afford, uh, afford to like sit down and read for six hours. Of, of this news content that is flowing, but I can definitely manage to listen to it in the background. Uh, and then I tried all kinds of like screen readers. I tried Siri, it was sounding awful. I tried like, you know, free ones, it was sounding awful to like select the text and read out loud. And that's where I realized, well, that would be great just for me, just to have this kind of feature that I can just listen to any articles out there in the, in the web. And that was uh, how uh, actually the idea of Botox was born. It was a coincidence, a personal need, and uh, uh, the question from the audience, uh, you know, about the funnel. Mm -hmm. Pretty interesting. So, like normally, the most of the founders always came to the idea, "Hey, I would like to start a startup." Um, it's always okay. I myself, I have a problem, and I want to fix it. Um, so you also describe your wool journey and ups and downs through Botox. And first you also have like the first idea of Botox. You had like the idea, you had the problem, but then like it's, I think the, the main fault every startup always does first, they're producing the, um, the product, but never have an eye on the market and on the customers. So that's why like lots of startups are failing. So you just run in because you think, this is like a pretty nice idea and I, especially me, I need it and I think this is the best idea in the world. And then you came to the point, okay, shit, no, there's no market, no one is gonna spending money. But I think it's like pretty cool that you're getting this point and see, okay, now I need to change something. So lots of them are never like getting to this point and think, yeah, I need to change it because they are just like convinced about their idea. So it's, it's pretty cool that you say, okay, I'm going to another view of my problem and see, hey, there's a problem with this, but, but I need to fix it on another way. And this is like really, really good, I think. So that, that was the change that Botox, uh, the new one is born, I would say. Um, when you started like with your first product, so how did you do it? Like, did you build an MVP or how was your process? So, you can't build like the perfect product and say, here it is. I mean, that's normally it's not possible because you have a lots of learnings and iterations always inside. Yeah. Well, that's where uh, I think Accelerator, uh, any Accelerator program built, uh, especially the next media that we, uh, we were part of, uh, helped us a lot, is that uh, they gave us uh, direct access to the potential customers. So those publishing houses that became afterwards our uh, clients. And that's where we like, you know, got the most of the feedback from. So even before building like an MVP, we, we talked to with them, you know, with this second idea and said, okay, uh, uh, forget the Alexa, sorry about this, uh, uh, but uh, would you be interested in like, you know, this play button inside of your articles? And then we went on like, you know, questioning a couple of them and saying, okay, yeah, but uh, what is your process of publishing those things, those kind of things? Is there like um, CMS that you are publishing, yeah, there is, do you have like API 
Now most of them don't, do not have API. Okay, do we have like RSS feeds? You know, some kind of a source where we can get the information from. Like, you know, what is your primary uh, prime, primal interest in like uh, uh, your kind of um, uh, um, business model? Are you trying to like make money with uh, advertising on your website? Are you trying to make money with like additional? Um, subscribers and so on and so forth. So we we needed to understand their business first to kind of offer something um, in uh, in return. And then I think um, my co-founder back then uh, went to a vacation uh, uh, to take a break. And then when he came uh, back from his like vacation, uh, we uh, we sat down on on a Sunday uh, and like plotted the whole interface in one go. Uh, like you know, we uh, we used um, um, we used I think uh, the method of um, the creators of Ruby and Rails um, to to kind of plot the whole the whole interface. Uh, like you know, what 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 is the first thing that our customer will see? Okay, that's a landing page. Okay, this is the registration mask. Okay, perfect. What happens when he clicks on the register? What is the next uh, What is the next uh, action? Okay, he sees like this dashboard. Perfect. What is the next button? Okay, create a product, uh, project. Okay, what is the next? Okay, select the title. Yeah, perfect. What is the next? Select a, a language. Select the voice. Listen to this voice. Uh, what is the next? And, and just you know, iterate it like uh, um, uh, on the whiteboard. It was like I have this uh, like I think three um, photos of the whiteboard filled with those sketches uh, that we uh, we came up uh, with uh, on the on on the Sunday. Uh, so and after that, it was like uh, okay, that that is you know minimal thing that we need to build, uh, and let's uh, let's just build it. And um, and then my tech co-founder sat down and like uh, you know uh, jotted down everything that um, that needed to be done in order for us to like show show it to the customers. So we I think we we took like you know of course we took like existing libraries for like interface because we had no no interest in like creating or hiring um, any designer and so on and so forth. And it was pretty, I think, straightforward in the beginning because we were starting completely fresh. Uh, and that was a, actually that's a, 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 always a huge uh, benefit for like a, a tech person to start completely fresh. Uh, so I think the, the first uh, prototype that we built uh, was not longer than like uh, uh, four weeks, stuff like that. So in four weeks we had this one prototype that we could show and say, okay, this is where you put your articles in, they go there automatically and stuff like that. And then um, it was in between the roadshows of uh, the Accelerator program. So uh, we just came back from one roadshow or just from, from the beginning of Accelerator and we need to complete this like for uh, this prototype before the second roadshow in order to show uh, them something on the roadshow. And that's what we did. So basically we uh, like came to the Accelerator with completely different product, redid the product in four weeks and uh, came out strong, um, uh, um, you know, till the time that we hit the road, and uh, like showed it to like the most important publishing houses uh, here in Germany, and yeah, uh, and one of them even decided to go, okay, let's do the uh, testing, and that's where uh, uh, you know it it became real, because you know um, it was like prototype, and then the real live customer. Uh, with the real people was testing that, and real people were listening to the uh, audio articles that we created. It was, yeah, pretty excited.
Yeah, I can imagine. So, like, how was the the feedback from your first, or from the community or your first customers when you present your MVP? Because was it more like positive or more negative? Because I can imagine that the the process from your first MVP to our final product now, this is like a completely different changes that is now different looking. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well. The, the hugest problem that we also have now, but not uh, at the extent uh, at the moment, because I think everyone has grasped that you know people need this audio version. Uh, but back then, it was still a, a very novel idea. Uh, it, it's not like you know I always complete, uh, compare it with a like a Coca-Cola example. You know, it's not like you are coming up with the idea of uh, we are, we're doing like Coca-Cola, but uh, from natural ingredients. Uh, you know, uh, here in Hamburg, and it's made in Hamburg. Yeah, perfect. And that's a you know, it's a pretty straightforward. And we that's why we're ch charging premium. That's a pretty. Uh, everyone knows what uh, Coca Cola is, but that's a you know German-made one with the natural ingredients. Okay, um, but um, that's that's a product that is very easy to sell. You know the the original product, so this is the better one. With us, it was like yeah, you know the original one, you know the written text, and now you can hear it. Like yeah. We, it's it's something that nobody had any comparison with. So the first, uh, so my pitch was always like, you know, the demand for audio is bigger than the supply. People are like, you know, eager to listen to audio. You know, look at the podcasts, how the podcasts are booming. And uh, this is the indication that, you know, people want audio. So, and everyone uh, in the publishing world was, yeah, we'll produce a podcast then. Uh, and back then, was everyone was fresh. Nobody had any idea, like you know, how how much effort it is to produce a podcast. So everyone, yeah, we'll then produce a podcast once a day, and they'll be all okay. So it was pretty, um, you know, to to convince them that their users will be using that. This is this was like the hugest um, uh, barrier. Uh, I remember sitting back in uh, uh, with one of the our um, customers. Uh, back in Berlin, and we're talking with like a head of their uh, um, customer success uh, team, whatever, and he was asking me those questions like, you know, how many people will listen? How many people will click? What will be the uh, uh, read reader to listener ratio? How many free users will uh, listen? How many paid users will listen? And so on. As you as you understand right now, th those are like the founding things of our analytics. Those are things that I was writing down. Uh, and uh, on my way back uh, to Hamburg, I was just, you know, writing uh, back to my co-founder, you know, we need to add those kind of analytics because we had zero analytics uh, in the beginning. And, you know, those analytics are str uh, stronger than ever today. Those are exactly the th things that every publisher uh, needs to know. What are the amount of daily active users on the platform, on, uh, on this player, and so on and so forth. So um, to convince them first, okay, this is something that your users want, was the challenge. And uh, that's why this testing, um, you know, test period was needed because we need to like generate some kind of, uh, uh, some kind of uh, data in order to, for them to see, okay, yeah, this is something that's, uh, um, that is useful. And when we got the first uh, um, test going, that was amazing for us to see how much, uh, you know, audio is in demand, like, you know, when we saw the numbers of like, you know, about 10% of readers listen to this, uh, uh, click on this listen button, we were blown away. 
like you know uh, it was really really uh, complicated yes i think it's like pretty hard to when you have like a super innovative product which nobody ever seen before and knows that to tell them like here this is like the new perfect thing uh, in the future so also with your example with the um, with the coca-cola and this is i think it's like super good understandable then because nobody knows before like a web player or oh, can now i can hear an article i just need to play, click play and then with this as an example it's good to understand like in which point you were struggling with and yeah i think we get like lots of cool insights and where where you're going through your ups and downs and thank you for taking a us with you on this journey and giving some insights and we hope you also liked it and if you have any other questions feel free to ask we're looking forward for it yeah thank you very much for um this uh, interesting questions and just the possibility to go back and like uh, relive that uh, that whole experience i uh, yeah uh, sometimes you just forget how much uh, had happened uh, in the past so uh, thank you once again to t for taking me uh, back uh, to this journey and yeah, uh, um, subscribe, like on YouTube, you know, uh, leave a comment uh, and uh, whatever on iTunes that helps us a lot also to, uh, to stay motivated to, to do those podcasts. And uh, we hope that we, uh, we could ask uh, also a couple of your questions when you send us uh, questions about like uh, how to start a company or, you know, about maybe your ideas or whatever uh, it is, um, you know, whatever uh, interests you as a, a reader, listener, viewer, whatever. Yeah, and see you next week.